Welcome to TerryWilson3.com, home of TW3. Are you ready to take your money, business, and life to the next level? You are worth more, and you're about to hear how and why. So buckle up and listen up as we journey to the next level. Please welcome your guys to reach your goals, the TW3 family. Family. Here's your host, Terry Wilson been a while hadn't touched these buttons in a while <laughs> <laughs> well you're listening to episode 532 terry wilson3.com's uh podcast today's episode is not my time to die and i'm in the studios here with my friend and a, what i consider part of the family here uh goes to church with us and i've known for several 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 years uh pat chamberlain pat how you doing i'm doing good terry thank you for having me and, right. and uh thank you for uh for welcoming yeah in the story i say so you, you like the studio here huh love it state of the art <laughs> this is uh you walked in you went wow <laughs> you're serious about this <laughs> only the best for the best nah man uh i just uh i'm a little bit of an audiophile and uh i i probably i'm the guy that probably overspent i put more uh money in the wheels than i do the car sometimes <laughs> And so I just, there's certain things I just won't write. And audio is one of them. And uh, so that's what all the acoustic treatment. And then when we started uh, a nice. few years ago putting, uh, you know, podcasts used to be an audio thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it was radio. And uh, I uh, was okay with that. And then everybody started putting their podcast on video. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's, that stinks because <laughs> I have a face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So uh, I had to start investing a little bit in the, uh, the video part of it. Did I ever tell you how this got started? Mm-mm. So, uh, well, you know a little bit about my story about the company shutting down because of mm-hmm. the recession in 07, 08, where mm-hmm. I was in the music business and had to pivot because we sort of lost everything because of that. And, uh, uh, since I was a child, I'll make this real quick because I don't want to bore you because this is about you, but it's just, it's amazing because we're talking about not my time to die. And I thought, mm. while I wasn't physically dead, I thought professionally I was gone. Mm. I was just done. And since I was a child, uh, I've had an affection for just speaking. I like to speak to people. I like to communicate. I like to present. And so the way that manifests when I was, just a young child i would get dropped off after school at the courthouse up in rutherfordton Mm. and i would sit in the very back of the courtroom because my mother worked there she was uh, the clerk of court in the criminal division and i would just sit back there and watch these criminal trials and i love watching perry mason and madlock growing up and i could just imagining myself as this lawyer up in front of this jury making this persuasive argument you know communicating right. and then i would watch preachers and and say man that'd be awesome just to be able to get up behind a pulpit and preach and then i got into sales and just being able to get up and present to a group and pitch something you just so, needed an opportunity just wanted an opportunity so when the business shut down in 0708 uh you know i thought well I have no more. There's my vehicle to be able to speak mm. is gone. And uh, Bob Jones was at the church and he came up and he says, Lord told me to tell you that you are to get up and just start speaking. 
and that's what's going to open up new opportunities. And in the back of wow. my, I didn't say this out loud because I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to insult the man of God. Mm. But in the back of my head, I was like, speak to who? I, I my credibility shot. I've mm. lost everything. Why would anybody listen to me? You know, I'm, I'm professionally a dead man walking. And the other thing is, it's not like I've can just go to Pastor Terry or someone say, hey, I'm going to start speaking more. I mean, you just don't do that. You have to have an invitation. You got to have an opportunity. Mm. And so in the back of my head, I was like, well, that sounds great, but how does that work? And then I'm thinking this. I'm not saying it. And then he says this right afterwards. I guess maybe he saw the expression on my face or maybe mm-hmm. the Lord would continue to speak to him. I'm going to probably think of the latter. He says, even if you have to walk into your closet at home and speak to your clothes, mm. just start speaking. Now, I turn into a puddle of water at that point, and the reason is is because two weeks prior, mm. I had put a card table up in our walk-in closet at home, wow. and I had a little iBook, and I started recording. In just your little, closet. In my closet right. podcast. Right. Wow. And that's how this whole thing got started, and he just confirmed it. Yeah. And uh, here we are. Here we are, years later. So anytime someone comes in and sees the place, I was like, well, you need to understand <laughs> how this thing even got started. Right, right, right. To appreciate, even can't even understand. It can't sure. even understand. Yeah. And if anybody understands, you know, second chances, uh, third chances. Yeah. And it seems. That's your sort of your ministry is helping people with chance and chance and chance because it's the way God's grace works, isn't it? It is. It, it really is. So tell the people a little bit about your story, how how you came about. Uh, and I guess before we do that, tell the people what you do now and then uh, what uh, what got you to this point. Sure. Uh, so. Uh, I'm Pat Chamberlain. I'm the founder and executive director of Out of the Ashes. It's a nonprofit ministry located in Rutherford County, North Carolina. Uh, started back in 2016 out of my two-bedroom rental apartment. I <laughs> uh, got a word from the Lord to go back and, and help others, um, as he had done for me. And um, so that's where we got started. And uh, since then, have helped thousands of people come in six and a half years mm. um, prior to that I was in South Florida uh, in the trenches doing outreach and, and uh, the Lord had delivered me through some substance issues and, and uh, uh, homelessness and, and things of that nature and, and I tell people all the time there's such a stigma that comes with uh, uh, substance uh, use disorder or uh, homelessness yeah. Uh, nobody woke up and, and said that's what they wanted to do for a career. Uh, usually there's a traumatic event that happens where somebody has to escape their current reality. Mm-hmm. And so their current reality becomes so painful mm-hmm. that uh, it's it's just too painful to be there. Uh, for me, my mother was murdered, uh, raped, cut open, and thrown in a lake when I was 12. Mm-hmm. I didn't know my biological father. Uh, single mom raised me up and my younger brother 11 months apart and um she done uh she done a well a good job uh one fourth of july she and her boyfriend got into a fight they drank 
uh, partied and, and used drugs. I, when I say party, uh, smoked pot and, and drank, and um, that's what they did back in those days. And, and the first time I ever got high myself, I was six years old. Mm. Uh, I was in first grade. I was too smart for kindergarten. So um, I was uh, excelled into first grade. And um, so I, I'm bouncing around a little bit. Um, but with all that being said, uh, one 4th of July weekend, her and her boyfriend got into an argument. And she said, I'm going to go to the bar and I'm going to cool off. And, and uh, three strangers uh, abducted her and kidnapped her mm-hmm. and uh, uh, raped her and cut her open and killed her. And so that was 1987. And uh, for a long time, I was I was very upset, uh, hurt, didn't understand, uh, rebelled for a long time against sure. God. I lost 25 family members before I was 18. Mm. And uh, I just didn't, I couldn't understand how there could be a God and he would let such things happen. Um, I couldn't see in hindsight now uh, what what the Lord is doing uh, through me. I, I don't take any credit for it, uh, to be honest with you. I, I crashed and burned at my best attempt. So uh, <laughs> this life is no longer my own and to whom much is given, much is required. Amen. Yeah. No, I, I'm right there with you, brother. I take no credit for you. The only thing I take credit for is the dismal failures that when I try to take it and do it on my own. That's amazing. So are you natively from Florida? Uh, no, I was born and uh, raised in Newark, New Jersey. Okay. And, um, bounced around. We never stayed any one place over a year. Yeah. Mom was always on the run and um, moving around her and and uh, dad uh, split up at an early age, two years. And uh, so we never finished out of school year. I was always the new kid on the block yeah. at every school. And uh, it was hard to get to make friends or, you know, uh, being short. Uh, my mother was a fighter, so she always uh, told me to stand up to the biggest person in the school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so... Find the biggest guy in the room, go over and go ahead and let him know you're not here to play. <laughs> right. Nobody's going to be picking on us. Right. That's that's exactly right. And, uh, yeah, so she she branded that in early on. So that's uh, something that uh, I learned to do was fight. So Yeah. Unfortunately. So this traumatic event happened mm-hmm. uh, to probably the, the closest person a person can be mm-hmm. to, and it's their mother. It's typically you're close to your mom and dad, but uh, moms are special. So that had to have a, a tremendous impact. Yes, it, it did. So oh, tell me a little bit about after this tragedy, what did that do to you? Where did that put you? Put me in a, um, a numb state, you know, uh, put me in a, a rebellious state. And uh, so uh ended up uh, leaving... Uh, Leaving the building, so to speak. Yeah. And so, uh, and and I stayed lost for almost thirty years. Wow. And so, um, that's where that that put me. I I was a, a a bright child. I did good. I excelled at whatever I did in life. I've always been uh, an overachiever and an, and an overexceller. Uh, did some bowling, and and I dealt with her death through that, and came in first place in, in uh, our bowling house and first in the county and third in the state and mm. 17th in the region. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. A professional bowler. Wow. 
That's amazing. So you poured yourself into things to stay distracted. I tried. At that time, uh, you know, uh, we got bounced around from aunt to uncle to aunt to uncle to aunt to uncle. So then uh, shortly after that, I found myself uh, getting involved with gangs and and didn't really fit in. Um, It was kind of a burden wherever we went. Yeah. you know, our aunts and uncles and our cousins and their family. So, so bounced around with family mm-hmm. and uh, stayed busy mm-hmm. with things to try to stay distracted. And, and is that where uh, substance abuse started happening during that time period? Or Once I um, stopped staying busy, I found myself um, something else making had- friends. Right, something else had to there had to be a, a void that had to be filled. And, and so the streets, uh, I ended up getting involved with gangs. And, and shortly after that, I uh, found myself in and out of jail. And uh, I was uh, sentenced to prison as a, a an adult uh, at the early age of 15. Wow. So, yeah. And do you find, I mean, I think you alluded to it, but the people that you work with today, fast forward to 2022, and people are struggling emotionally, spiritually, uh, of course, financially. It's going to have an impact on that. Um, and there's substance abuse. There's um, maybe domestic abuse. There's all kinds of things. Yeah. Do you find that's that's what's driving it is some sort of event, something that took them off course? Yeah, there's always a common denominator, and usually it's uh, trauma. And so there's a deep-rooted pain and and so that's uh you know we're a discipleship substance abuse program and so it's it's like spiritual surgery yeah. uh, where if they're willing to uh open up and and discuss that then we try to make peace with that because I, I believe if you if you don't address the root of the problem the hair will continue to grow and so we yeah. have to uh, go and address that root if if let you know if if that individual is willing to allow us that opportunity yeah so um sometimes they're not and so you know like as you were mentioning earlier there needs to be multiple attempts to uh try to you know break down those walls a lot of times there's trust issues abandonment issues and all kinds of uh, other issues that are going on before somebody can actually um let someone in and yeah learn to trust them so yeah Wow. So in your book, and I'm talking to Pat Chamberlain from Out of the Ashes, and his website is outtheashes.org, which is a uh, spiritual ministry that uh, works with people that find themselves in a hard place in life because of something. He wrote a book called Not My Time to Die. And what grabbed me was at that faithful moment where life had gotten so um, heavy so burdensome that uh, you found yourself in a place where you just can't, you sort of like Popeye, just can't takes it no more. <laughs> so I want you to tell the people a little bit about that story, what happened in, in the aftermath of it. Okay. Um, so it came uh, a time in my life where, you know, I got tired of, of losing, losing loved ones. I uh, got tired of... Um, getting dealt 
uh, a horrible hand. They said, if you don't like the hand you're dealt, then then make another one. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's exactly uh, what happened. Uh, 2016, um, I left South Florida. I was already getting involved with outreach and, and homeless ministry, working with an organization called Helping Hands down there uh, with my church, and, and uh, I'd given my life to the Lord uh, 2009. And so... I've been doing outreach now for 13, 14 years and um, working with uh, the vulnerable population. Um, And so in there, I just had to, I didn't have the finances. I didn't have the the means and the know-how to do what I'm doing. Um, uh, But I, I had to, I had established a, a very strong relationship that I have still to this day with, uh, with my heavenly father. And, right. uh, I honor my mother, uh, by the way that I live today. So I bring honor to her mm-hmm. and actually, uh, open up the women and children's mission in honor and memory of her called Sandy Lee's place. Mm-hmm. So the women and children's mission, uh, called Sandy Lee's place. I started getting involved in, um, uh, our region here, um, Charlotte, Asheville, uh, Rutherford County uh, is where I moved, and and so I started bringing people into my apartment, and um, you know, uh, I remember getting a, a a word from God. He says, "I want you to go do what what uh, I did for you," and I says, "Well, I don't know where this money's going to come from." He says, "Well, I didn't ask you that. Are you going to do it?" <laughs> right. And it was stern. Yeah. Um, it was audible, and. And I said, well, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And so my phone rang um, shortly after uh, that audible time that I had with the Lord. And, and it was a young man that was struggling up in Asheville. And uh, it's about an hour drive from yeah. uh, Rutherford County to Asheville. And he was coming off of heroin. And I pulled up. He had told me where he was. He told me he had relapsed. And um, when I pulled up, uh, he said, uh, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go get one more before uh, before I come back, and I'll let you help me uh, from there. And I said, brother, you don't have one more. That's why I'm here. I said, he says, no, I'll be right back. I promise. I said, would you let me pray for you before you go? And he said, yeah. So I started praying for him, and um, he says, I heard, I heard, uh, he broke down in tears, and he said, I heard. Uh, I heard God through you, and he mm. says, "Here, here's my keys." And uh, he was a good kid. Um, he's uh, since uh, went to be with the Lord, but um, his story was a little different. He was a trust fund child. He he's come from a very good family, and um, he got fifteen thousand dollars a month uh, from his trust fund. Wow. And so um, I didn't know that then. And nor would that have changed that, but it just goes to show you that uh, addiction doesn't discriminate. Right? It doesn't. Um, it doesn't pick and choose. Uh, I've seen people that it that it's happened to very good families. So I say that. Um, long story short, was able to get them in a detox, get them into a treatment center, and so uh, there was nothing in our county that addressed substance no detox no no resources i'm like this is absurd i come from the recovery capital of the world and in south florida um and so 
there's got to be something. So there, you know, Asheville, Charlotte, Spartanburg, surrounding metropolitan areas, but there was nothing in the rural area. Right. Um, Which is heavily hit. Yeah. By vulnerable uh, people. There's a lot of vulnerable people in this region. There are. And uh, the statistics don't reflect so because uh, because the need isn't being met at our local level. Anybody that's uh, struggling with an overdose or um, a 911 call, they end up transporting to a metropolitan area. So it all goes into those numbers. Right. And so if somebody doesn't die on our, you know, our, our local areas watch, then that statistic doesn't count as an overdose. Right. And so by the time they get to a, uh, a surrounding metropolitan area, uh, they pass away. That statistic goes to that area. And so um, I looked at looking at getting a detox open or a treatment center open. And um, so my purpose, I, I shared a little bit about my why and, and why I do it. Um, and so somebody helped me and yeah. uh, showed me the way and, and loved me. And the love of God led me to repentance. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't religion. It wasn't anything. It was, it was truly unconditional uh, love that led me to repentance and, and allowed me the opportunity um, to be who I am today. And, and, you know, I'm still learning. I haven't arrived by no means. Sure. So none um, of us have, but what do you tell um, that family member out there that has a loved one, a sibling, uh, a child, a parent that's struggling with, uh, kicking a terrible habit Mm -hmm. how can they be of a help and not a hindrance how can they how can they uh, help that person what can they do what can they say how can they respond when you tried and uh, disappointment happens because it's a relapse you you know the story yeah And, and, you know, I, I can't tell you how many fathers and mothers I know right now that have a loved one, a child mm-hmm. uh, that uh, is struggling. Yeah. Good kids. Yeah. Just can, bad choice. Just bad choices. And it just seems like once that choice is made, then mm-hmm. second choices becomes easier and the third choice is even easier. And it's just hard to break that cycle. Yeah. Um, don't give up. You know, don't stop praying. Uh and never stop sharing the truth in love. Mm. So the truth isn't what someone always wants to hear, but it will always be the truth. Mm. Um, set boundaries, you know. Um, there's a lot of times uh, what we find out is that we're dealing with spiritual warfare. Uh, the individual can't see or think straight. It's making bad decisions they're good people um so they're being deceived and so the truth uh and love is is the best thing and continue to pray um uh encourage them to make good choices encourage them to um to uh ask them you know what's next uh, a lot of times uh you know i i'm also in long-term recovery uh, this September will be eight years uh, mm. without any mind-altering substances. That's awesome, brother. Uh, and 
it is. It, it's truly a miracle. And so I say all that because if God could do it for me, he'll do it for anyone. As I mentioned, I, I'd rebelled and, and uh, ran from him. And I tell you, uh, somebody prayed for me. And uh, it may have been a stranger. It may have been a family member. But uh, don't stop praying. Um, you know, there's support for families that are struggling with uh, children or loved ones in substance. Uh, there's Al-Anon. There's uh, different support meetings. Uh, get an outlet. Uh, get an outlet of people that you can talk to and get real with so you don't, you're not alone. So uh, that's what... Uh, that's what I would share. You know, yeah. you're not alone. There, there's a, a addiction is not uncommon as a lot of people pretend it to be. Uh, it affects more people. Uh, but there's a lot of people that that do recover. We do recover. I, I'm somebody that uh, has recovered through God's grace and mercy in the fellowship. And so, uh, you know, it does happen. Miracles do happen. Amen. So, and you, you you become what you surround yourself with, don't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, those playgrounds, playmates, uh, you know, uh, all of that has to change. And so if yeah. if somebody is struggling with substance, uh, you know, feel free to reach out. I'll be glad to walk with you. I can't do it for you. We, we've got a, uh, a great team now. We've got a staff. Um, a lot's happened since the uh, two-bedroom apartment. Yeah, I, I see uh, all yeah. the things that's happening in your ministry, mm-hmm. and it's just, uh, it is so uh, encouraging, inspiring uh, to see the goodness of God just chase you down and beat you over the head with it. It's just yeah. mercy. <laughs> but it's just good soil, and it's just uh, led by good people with a good heart, and so it's wonderful to see. It's Thank encouraging you. to see. I'm talking to Pat Chamberlain at the... Uh, out of the ashes ministry his website is out the ashes.org and he's written a book called not my time to die now what drove the title to this book well uh i wanted to die i didn't i didn't want to live and uh you know when you got to call a call on god on your life it doesn't matter what you think or what what you're gonna uh try to do and and so some things had to be shook uh so your vote I, got vetoed huh oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it sure did and, and uh i'm grateful i'm i'm truly full of gratitude um you know uh it wasn't my time to die i you know you have to read the book yeah yeah read the book and and uh get to know uh, a little bit about you know um when somebody cries out at the end of themselves and, and uh, calls out to God and, and find out that, you know, he's, he's right there. He's been present. And he's there some, all along. Yeah. The whole time. All along. He's been there. Yeah. And uh, it's in those Kairos moments that we finally recognize what has been there mm-hmm. from the beginning. So that is awesome. So, Pat, what is in the future for uh, Out of the Ashes? Okay, so um, we're getting ready to open up our new main campus, uh, our first uh, major main campus. We have three currently, uh, smaller operations. Currently, we can house up to 25, and and, uh, I do want to give a a big thank you and a a shout-out to uh, the Grace of God Rescue Missions out of uh, Forest City. Uh, who turned over the mission aspect uh, to our church? Father's Vineyard uh, has been a blessing. We've we've got a uh, a good 
group of people who who believe in what what uh god called me to do and and uh uh we've watched it grow from 25 and and hoping in the next month month and a half we'll have our grand opening and expand our capacity to 70 nice and so uh we have a 7.5 acre facility um and we'll be housing 70 people and uh they won't be breaking the law they won't be out there strung out on drugs and they'll have a, a purpose and they'll find out their true identity and who they are and what they mean to god and and how important they are uh to fulfill their god-given purpose and destiny amen so. amen i tell you what impressed me uh about you and your ministry and everything that's going on and what i'm going to say might sound so simplistic and it's probably not even a big deal to you because you work in that space but for me it was just like it was like that's brilliant that's just absolutely brilliant and it's that you don't just take people off the streets and and feed them and just preach to them all day Mm. but you had various businesses that you had set up delivery catering Mm. all these different things and as you were ministering to people you gave them something to do while they were rehabilitating and getting back into a, a right mind yeah. and a right heart. And I think that is just ingenious because as someone that sort of preaches entrepreneurialism mm-hmm. as well as mm-hmm. the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, work was given to us before the fall of man. Mm-hmm. He says, go and tend the garden. Yeah. You know, that, that he didn't say that after the fall he said that when perfection was on the earth so us having something to do with our hands Mm -hmm. that we get up to do every morning that gives us that sense of purpose and pride that hey i did this today Mm -hmm. it is just i know it sounds so basic but to me it is just so fundamental to having a good positive mindset uh you know the school system society pop culture it's real popular to tell everyone that you're just some product of some cosmic accident mm. that you just lightning struck a mud puddle and you are the uh, results of evolution mm. billions of years later and i just believe i before the foundations of the world i was thought about yeah. pre-planned i was made by from and for the purposes of greatness there you go and there's something for me there's a reason for That's me true. to be here and I just love the fact that you just did, you're just not in there just preaching to people, which is important, speaking, teaching, all that. Sure. I mean, that's, sure. but you give them something to do. Yeah. That's just awesome. Yeah. My great, great, great grandfather started the Goodwill many years ago. And, wow. Uh, it was a soup kitchen. And so it was one thing uh, to feed people. It was another thing when you gave them purpose. And so... Um, you know, everybody wants to belong, uh, yeah. some to to believe more. We're all created for for a purpose. Yeah. That's why we were created. Uh, so, you know, I was working two full time jobs, getting the ministry up and going. There was no salary for four and a half years. Yeah. I did the catering. I worked down at Cleveland County Rescue Mission. Uh, you know, and and I did whatever it took, and and I do that today. And so, um, you know. Uh, until the day comes that that i'm called home i'm going to continue uh i've got my orders and and uh 
we're going to try to help as many people as we can uh help them get set free and uh and and learn that there is a reason and a purpose worth living and uh it's a good one it's not going to be easy you know it's i tell people right from the beginning you know and 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 one reason why the ministry is effective you know we we bring in over 300 people a year uh just in in our our small county there um 300 people a year a lot of them are are people that come back you know and, and habitually um they're habitually homeless or or whatever the story may be but we we've had such great success uh with some people are they all you know um have they all made it you know we we believe that we sow a seed and and we show uh the love and people appreciate that nobody cares how much you know till they know how much you care yeah. you know it's it's uh you know when you men when you meet the need it you're you can minister more uh, effectively uh, so some people they want something in their stomach they're hungry now sure. you know so they don't want to hear a whole bunch of other things right like, right let me eat or you know i need a good night's sleep or and so uh, we help with transportation we outsource for outpatient therapy there's no cost uh, to our residents and we do this at zero zero cost to uh, the residents and it, it doesn't make sense and in, in, uh the natural but uh you know if you want god's attention you start taking care of his creation and, and you get it so. well, I, I think there is no greater ministry and no greater display of the definition of god which is love than what you're doing i mean Thank it's you. just absolutely um amazing and inspiring and uh encouraging to watch you know because as our society just continues to to boil and turmoil it seems like uh it's fun it's 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 soul nourishing to see the lights because there's light out there if you look for it yeah and if we're going to change the world that we live in we got to get involved now yes so and that's another why and um you know i've got children uh married i thank god for my wife and and a big shout out to her for absolutely uh, helping make it all happen uh got married after starting the ministry and and together we're a blended family with five children Uh, but you know we have children growing up in this world and and uh if we're going to change it then we're going to need to uh work with what we have not what we want we have to work with what we have to work with so and the, the key takeaway there the call to action guys is get involved mm-hmm. there's uh the, there's no glory in spectating yeah and some people are called to you know to uh um give some people are called to speak some people are called to uh support those that uh are you know called to to do the the work or whatnot so absolutely and if people want to get involved with out of the ashes they can go to out the ashes.org and they can contribute there and they can i'm sure get involved as far as see what's going on yeah you know and connect and pray and and i'm sure there's all kinds of ways that uh that they volunteer volunteer if they're local a lot of our guys are all over the country that listen to this podcast uh but uh uh, we do have some locals, but uh, I would say ten percent of our audience is local, and ninety percent of them is all over, uh, all over. And so nice. uh, it's a it's amazing that this little thing that started 
Uh, I'm, I'm like you. What started in just a two-bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. you know, what started in a walk-in closet, it's it amazing what God can do yes. when we just uh, get out of his way. There you go. <laughs> That's right. He's gentleman enough not to run us over. <laughs> but... Uh, that is that is awesome. Well, we've been talking to Pat Chamberlain out of Out of the Ashes, and you can go to outtheashes.org and connect with him. You can also get his book, guys. This book right here is Not My Time to Die. And I asked him, where can I get this? And he says, you can get it anywhere. You can go to, uh, what was it? Uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. You can uh, get it on Kindle. Uh, it's pretty much everywhere get it anywhere that books are sold yeah you can google it and and it's uh actually in in multiple uh languages as well wow man i'm telling you what i mean you are when you did it you did it right i didn't do it (laughs) (laughs) i'm just a vessel willing to. oh man well you're humble too but you did i mean i could tell this thing was done up right i was like i need to talk to him about his editor and how he got did all this because i did mine myself and uh, in some instances you can tell (laughs) (laughs) i do want to give a a good shout out to my good friend uh john thompson he's a major he was um actually uh he's was a retired dean who came out and uh he says we gotta we gotta write a book we have to write a book and uh working on the next one already so um it's just amazing to see it all come to fruition it's just uh amazing uh, when we give our all what god does yeah it's uh well it's it's uh it's encouraging I, you know, I keep coming back to it's just encouraging to see what God can do and what God does do and what God continues to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, just seeing what you've done in just a short time of four or five years watching you has just been absolutely amazing. Uh, you helped me move here, mm-hmm. I believe it was. That's right. You helped my... Um, me and the guys. That's you so. and the guys. And yeah. uh, you and uh, the guys helped my mother-in-law mm-hmm. move down here from... Uh, Mm-hmm. Rutherfordton, when we, we believe in service work and giving back, and you know, just really getting involved and in, in doing the work. So yeah, and uh, that that's what was just encouraging to me. I was like, I mean, he's he's giving these guys something to do because I just I think that's you got to have something to put your hands to. Yeah. You just have to. And I was just when I saw that, I was like, wow, that is just awesome. And then to see uh, and get to know some of your people mm-hmm. that has come through your program and and see lives change the way they've been changed. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, families restored and families restored. Yeah. yeah. It's just amazing. And it's amazing. Well, Pat, it's been a wonderful catching up with you. And you I wish you all the continued success, grace and mercy Thank you. Uh, that uh, is coming your way and just uh, can't wait to see more. Thank you. All right. We'll be back right after this. Today's show is sponsored by Sure Hosting at TW3. The next time you need an app, website, or software hosted securely and affordably, 
then go to terrywilson3.com slash hosting. I have been hosting with this server company for over a decade, actually two decades now. My first business back in early 2000s, I started a website and you can do the same, whether it be a WordPress site, Joomla site, any type of content management site or shopping cart, you can get it securely hosted for as little as $10 a month. Not only that, not only are you paying the absolute lowest price on hosting, because folks, there's some hosting companies out there that'll host for three, four dollars a month, but look how much memory they give you. Barely enough to load any content management software on there. So don't let the low price fool you, because where the big print giveth the little details of what you're going to have to buy later is going to cost you. So go to terrywilson3.com slash hosting and you can get a free WordPress site, Joomla site, or shopping cart there right now by going to terrywilson3.com slash hosting. That's terrywilson3.com slash hosting. Secure, affordable, and easy to use with 24-7 support at terrywilson3.com slash hosting. Terry Wilson 3.com. Terry Wilson 3.com. Inspiring, informative, and entertaining content for the entrepreneur and small business owner. Here's your host, Regan Wilson. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, man, that was a fantastic interview. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's interview with the executive director of Out of the Ashes, Pat Chamberlain. Um, I highly encourage you guys, if you'd like to connect with Pat, uh, you can go to outtheashes.org. Um, you can also get his book, which I also highly encourage you pick up, um, Not My Time to Die. Um, you can pick this up on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, or really wherever books are sold. Um, so please, you know, if you've, if you've got the money and, and you like what he was saying, please pick it up. Pat's the real deal. Pat is the real deal. Um, I've known him, like I said, in the interview for five years, mm-hmm. six years, seven years. I don't know. But uh, he's just humble, soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. Uh, but boy, does he you get to know him. You get to know him. He yeah. cares a lot and he does a lot. Mm-hmm. He um, And like I said in the interview, I don't know if you caught this part, but the beautiful it's one thing to say, hey, I want to help people. And it's another thing to say, well, I'll feed people. Oh, that's great. I'll sure. clothe people. Great. I'll shelter people. Great. He's doing that. But beyond that, he's giving them something to do. He helped us move to this house. Mm-hmm. It was his trucks and his people. He helped your grandmother move. He has started all these little small businesses, moving businesses, catering mm-hmm. businesses, all of this other stuff to help people have some, to, to get them reengaged in life, in society, and have something to put their hands to. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, I think uh, he's he's a great representation of having a why he he knows why he's doing what he's doing. And that's why there's a lot of passion and there's a lot of thought into everything he's doing as well. Exactly. Exactly. Because, I mean, uh, what's the old saying? You know, you don't change. You can't quit a habit. You got to replace it. You got to replace it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think if you want to stay sober, if you want to be on the path of sobriety, if you want to be on the path of, of hope and not despair, then you got to replace some of those things and some of that, that time yeah. with something else. And I just think it's, it's great to have something to do and, and get up for every morning. That's mm. good stuff. Well, boys, thank you for being in uh, episode 532, I guess, here for 
a few moments. <laughs> Happy to be here for a few moments. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for listening to our show today. If you have any questions or would like to speak with us about your goals, then please call or text us at 864-507-9696. Reach out to us online at terrywilson3.com. 